I've been a Hawksoft user for 15 years. It's all about ease of use, access to information, and price. I bought an agency a few years back that had uh, one of the competitors and two users. I added those two users to my account, and the new price with Hawksoft was still one-fourth of the price with that other company. I don't know why anybody else would do anything but Hawksoft. You've got a KPI dashboard that works great and uh, everything just top notch. They have a great uh, users group that gives you a lot of information and you can pick up a mentor for using Hawksoft or just hey, a mentor for business too through the users group. So I'm Rodney Cook, Cook Insurance Group. And you should use Hawksoft because it's the best one out there. Hey guys, it's Bradley. I want to tell you about Ascend. Ascend is not just another premium finance company. Ascend will solve all of your agency bill problems through automation of invoicing, premium financing, carrier payables, all the way to the end of the workflow. There's a lot of hidden costs with how you're doing business today. AMSs, CRMs can spend more than half the day chasing down payments, following up on non-pays, getting signatures for financing docs. This leads to an overworked, overwhelmed, unhappy team. And guys, you want your team to be happy. Industry's hard enough as it is. We really need them to be happy. As your agency grows, this issue gets worse and worse. And we typically solve the problem with a little bit of software, but a ton of manpower still involved. With Ascend, you can use a software first solution and just need a little bit of manpower, allowing you to grow without significant increase in overhead. Ascend automates all of these repetitive payment processes so your team can get back to helping your clients. With Ascend, we've seen non-payment cancellations in our agency go down up to 95%. Teams save more than 20 hours per month when they work with Ascend and an average of a 75% decrease in payment-related customer questions. Guys, if people aren't calling your office with questions, you have more time to sell and grow your agency. Visit useascend.com backslash insurance, guys. Guys, Ascend makes agency bill as easy as direct bill, but you keep all of the benefits of agency bill the best of both worlds. Thanks, guys. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Hawksoft. God, I love Hawksoft. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent. And my friend, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you? Man, I'm the best I've ever been. Bradley, before I tell my hilarious Bradley Flowers story that I've been waiting to tell you for three weeks, you yeah. got to tell me what you had to tell So me. I have, uh, my wife and I have joined a Bible study at our church. Mm. And the pastor is a good friend of mine uh, that leads it, discovered that I had a podcast mm. and has been listening to it. Oh, boy. And the very oh, first thing oh, I boy. thought was, what have I said on this? Oh. Just gonna, you know, that was the first thing. Here we go. And, and I get anxiety generally when someone who's not from insurance land tells me they listen to. I feel like all of you and by all of you, I mean the people in this room and the people listening get a 
different version of me than my personal connections do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Laurel, and so his name is Scott. Mm-hmm. Laurel says, you need to warn mm. Scott mm. about Scott. Mm. You just need to give him a heads up. Oh, that's Scott about me. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you need to give him a heads up of, like, the energy. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You know, you don't want him to be like, okay, well, I'm going to, like, tra- you know, it, while I'm trying to relax, listen to this insurance podcast because it's definitely going to be boring, right? Right. So I called him or texted him, and I said, hey, I just want to, you know, my co-host brings a lot of energy. It's a good balance. Mm-hmm. He is a combination of Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> And Jerry Clower, <laughs> which I think is the perfect analogy. Analogy, and he followed that up with not in the text. He told me in person that he actually lived two doors down from Jerry Clower when he he was he's much younger than Jerry Clower, but personally knew him um, growing up. Yeah, um, Yazoo City, Mississippi, mm-hmm. greatest yep. storyteller of all time, folks. Yep. Aaron Aaron doesn't know about Jerry Clower. Man, you need to go listen to Jerry Clower. I was hoping Bradley, you were going to go with Macho anyway, Man. So Brad, shout out to Scott White if he's listening. Bradley Flowers, I've yeah. got one of the funniest stories I've ever told to you on this podcast. Okay. I'm so I channeled my – so my wife for about the last two years has been telling me there's an agency in a small town up in North Alabama close to where we live, and the agents, the, the agent that's been up there, they've got all the carriers, a great, great firm, great, great shop. So they have National General. And- they have National General, uh, Allstate, all of them. Anyway, she's been telling me, Scott, you, I know these people. I kind of grew up with some of them, and you need to go by there one day and talk to them. And I was channeling my Bradley Flowers because Bradley's been so bullish on buying insurance. Okay, he's about to ask, is that the angle? Right, okay. right, right. Okay. So, 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 one day, one morning, I'm just uh, drinking a gl- cup of coffee, and I, I, I think to myself, I'm going to call that agency and introduce myself to the agent owner who, who my wife said. Great guy, just just a prince of a guy, really nice, but he's an older guy and he's probably getting ready to sell and you need to call and introduce yourself and, and, and go up there and see if you can't work something out. Maybe one day he'd sell you your agency. So I get on the phone and I call his office and his gatekeeper answers the phone. Blah, 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 insurance agency, how can I help you? Hey, my name's Scott Howell. Can I speak to the agency owner, please? Um, Can I ask what this is in regards to? And I said, well, I was just calling to introduce myself to him and, and, and you get, got gatekeeped, get, get to know him. And she said, well, well, hold on just a second. Let me see if he's available. 20, 30 seconds go by. She comes back. She said, uh, actually he is in a meeting right now. Can I ask more specifically what this is in regards to? I said more specifically, more specifically than me asking to speak to him and introducing myself. How much more specific do I have to get? Well, I just need to know specifically what you want to talk to him about more specifically than you just want to introduce yourself to him. I said, I don't think I have to be more specific than that. (laughs) I don't understand how I have to be more bottom line. I nearly get in a cuss fight. I swear to God on my hand to God, I nearly get in a cuss fight with the girl answering the freaking telephone at the agency for the agent that my wife has been telling me for a year that I need to go by his agency, the very first time I call, we get into a 35 or 40 second discussion on how specific I have to be related to the phone message I need to leave her to get him to call me back. 
So it got off to a great start. Man, we're we're going to close next week, I think. So what would probably. be even funnier than that is if you did end up buying it and you go and sit down at that person's desk and pull, you're like, all right, let's pull, chat. Pull an Ari Gold and walk in with a paintball gun and start, start shooting her with it. You remember that? I want to specifically chat with you about something. Yeah, I want to specifically talk about how your ass is fired. Get, the, get your shit and get the hell out of here. Bradley, I've already told you. I'm sweating from the I internet. I am already. a having... I have already been told that I'm at a very high risk today for a stroke by my doctor, and you are causing me Sorry. to want to die live on this podcast. Why did I? Because why, you why I because do? you're channeling this bullshit buying agencies <laughs> thing for me, and I've told you a hundred times I cannot buy an agency because these old farts want me to come sit down and drink coffee with them for two hours. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got all hell breaking loose over at the office and they want me to come up there. Yeah. When I was 1962, when I started this, dude, I ain't got time for this. You're going to sell me your agency or not. I, it, it, if you don't want to great, keep on keeping on brother, but I can't do it. I just, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it anyway. Guys, we got a rock star guest and one of my favorite people in the entire world on this podcast let's, today. Let's, let's update. Aaron's like, what did he walk into? Scott left his blood pressure medicine in North Alabama. And I got a message Friday from my doctor that said, and I quote, I, I they played this live on the podcast on the last episode. Hey, uh, Mr. Howell, this is Dr. Campbell's office. He says that um, your hemoglobin is very high and that you're at a severe risk for stroke right now. So you need to make sure... That's where we're at right now, Aaron. So just just take a deep breath. <clears throat> you know what a tip somebody told me? Take a take a breath in your nose, hold it, and then take another one without letting out. And then I've heard that's how you you're supposed to do that five times, exactly like that. That that like you'll go, you'll go to sleep like within thirty seconds at night mm. if you do that. Take a deep breath, and then take another one. Rand, I need you to take one of these extra cameras and zoom it in on Scott's face. If oh. we see his eyes start twitching and like, his face twitching, we're, gonna, we're gonna... And then Bradley's going to I, cut that by some VA freaking videographer, and he'll run that 37 times on social media. The And, 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 and then the copyright will say, the moment Scott died I'm live up. on air. Oh, gosh. 72 million views later, the phone's ringing off the hook. Now, portal insurance. if something doesn't happen to you, hopefully that's the case. Uh, we're going to yeah, right. we're gonna clickbait the crap out of that. Um, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I have one of my favorite people on earth on this podcast today, and I say it to him all the time, and I shouldn't say it to him as much as I do because he needs to know how much I love him. I hope he didn't just get off the air. Oh, uh, my wife, every time I mention his name, she stops me and she goes, I love him so much. And I'm like, I know I do too. Um, he's from New York, New York, born, raised, lives. Staten in Island, right? Staten Island. I'm just messing with Oh, met downtown Manhattan, married to the beautiful Michelle. No, Michelle. Michelle's wonderful, wonderful human being. Uh, I, I think he must have punted in high school because he outkicked his coverage. That's a bad joke, by the way. Five, five. Five beautiful babies. Hey, kids, listen to me. Listen, listen to Uncle Scott. Listen to Uncle Scott. I want y'all to do me a favor because I know your daddy's gonna let you listen to this for just a minute. The rest of it you won't care about because you don't you don't care. All these five beautiful babies he has. Do me a big favor. Do Uncle Scott a big favor and hug your daddy's neck and tell him how much you love him and how proud you are of him because you should be proud of him. He's he's accomplished more than just about any insurance agent I know out there in his life he's super smart and you should love and be very very proud of your daddy but he is a graduate of yeshiva university and the wharton school of business at carnegie mellon 
he is one of he, I think one of four or five people that probably have the most insurance licenses in the world, which he never talks about. And it always makes me laugh when people start trying to talk insurance with him. Cause I'm like, if you knew how many insurance licenses and what he's got designations he has right now, you'd probably just be quiet. But anyway, that's another story for another day. He is the upcoming host of the keep hustling podcast that Bradley and I have already recorded an episode on. I'm sure mine will be deleted because (laughs) they'll decide they don't want rednecks from Alabama to be on that show. And more importantly, he is the vice president of the Gordon companies. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you. I don't know how many times he's been on here, but it ain't enough. My friend, Mr. Aaron Gordon. How are you, Aaron? I'm doing great. I just, I I have to say my piece now. Go ahead. I I sat here quietly listening to the whole story because I think I was supposed to wait for my intro, but, and that was very hard for me. So I have a couple things to say. First of all, Mm. Bradley, I will split 50, 50 ad cost and ad revenue. When we AB test Scott having a stroke on air. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we'll be able to sell the products. We'll be able to remarket his hat, whatever logos on his hat, 500 times when he's literally stroking on air. And Scott, mm. the disturbing part of this whole thing is mm. you know that Bradley will make sure that the cameras are rolling and he'll say to the, whoever the editor is, he'll be like, did you get, did you get that? Did you get that? Scott, can like, you, Scott, like, can you get another sh- angle? Can you, can you just stand up and it'll be like Joe, be on Joe exotic when the girl got her arm bit off by the tiger oh no i it, it would be no, no no i i i will bet every penny that i ever make the rest of my life before he screams at Rand to call the ambulance he will say did you get that and then he's gonna say he'll say did you get that no, Rand will go yes i got I'm, it actually, like, okay call an ambulance no no bradley no and then he goes to ems on the way out as the videographer is chasing, as Ranch chasing him out, go make sure you get the key, make sure you get the hot now button, make sure you get the hot now the light funny on. Thing is, Next none of end. this is gonna, none of this is like, I'm very worried for my friend. No, don't so, be worried. No, don't be worried. We're good. Thank you for that introduction. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, Aaron, I got something. I, I want to bet how fast Aaron moves to Alabama to to be the co-host. Oh, forty five. He'll have a U-Haul pulled up at his place in Manhattan in about thirty minutes, and they'll be trucking out there to get in the damn mini van to come down here michelle Uh, we're moving to alabama yep michelle get ready hey aaron you've had a lot going on i've had a lot going on there's a lot we haven't been able to talk about but let's go back in time and i'm gonna get a little somber on you for just a moment here but you you know your your father who had been on the podcast had literally passed away no joke he has passed away and i know that's been a difficult time for you you've kind of taken the reins of the agency and run with it up there you're kind of starting to make and the only reason i know this is you and i've had some off-air conversations about baby steps on the elevator baby steps you know down the elevator but you're trying to make some like incremental changes without you know full scale making tons of changes but tell tell our audience kind of how that's been what that's been like where you are today because there's somebody out there right now and you know our mission is to help these agents any way we can and there's somebody out there right now who this week or next month their father or mother who owns an insurance agency that they work at something will happen they'll have to take over and they they would probably gain some knowledge from hearing you talk about you know how that transition has been and 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 kind of where you are now well thank you for that and this this might be a little bit of a long answer so i apologize no no but, please. Uh, i i think there's two things two things that i've learned and the, and the most important is that sorry um any any child who 
thinks that they can come into their parents' business and that business has anything to do with service and not just selling widgets online, any child who thinks that they can replace that parent is is mistaken. And I mean that in a positive and a negative way. I'll tell you a story that, that I know you'll appreciate. And that is, uh, as you know, uh, this year, please God, on December 2nd, 1968, we will celebrate our 55th anniversary. Awesome. And the very age, the very client that my father began our agency with is still our client today. So my father, he should rest in peace, dealt with five generations there. And my mother has been dealing with them for 30 plus years and me for as long as I've been here. And so when you're in a family business, especially one as intimate as ours, uh, when my father was nearing the end of his life, and uh, it's a sombering experience, it's a humbling experience to sit with my siblings and my mother for that amount of time. We're not really going to go down that path, but it was a special time. Uh, obviously, it was one that we didn't want to be in, but it was a special time. And there, there came a certain point where out of the most respect to my father, my siblings said to my mother and I, you guys have to figure out what you're going to do with this, about telling, letting people know with the business, because my father's life was his family, as you know from his episode on the podcast, and I'm going to plug that because anyone who has children, uh, even just the last 15 minutes of that episode is, is a worthwhile listen. And I do appreciate the tribute that you made to him by re-airing that a second time. But they, they said to us, what, you know, what's your plan? The worst thing that could happen, forgetting about financially, to his legacy is that the business that he spent his life, his entire life building, falls away because of bad execution for no other reason. And so we, my mother and I kind of split up a list of the of the longer running, having nothing to do with revenue clients that we wanted to reach out to. And this particular client, my mother said that she would call and my mother calls the CEO of this company. And uh, she says, you know, I uh, just wanted to let you know, Dan, that, uh, that David has passed away. And then she says what we had practiced of, but, but, you know, we've transitioned and obviously I've been in the meetings for 30 years and Aaron's been, and, uh, and, and everything's, don't worry, nothing's going to change. And he goes, uh, how could you say that? And she says, well, you know, as, as much as David was involved in the agency and the day-to-day backend stuff and paperwork and actually underwriting your account, you, he, he came to the meetings, but we, as you know, we did all that. He goes, I know, but how could you say that? When I was 16 years old and I was getting my driver's license, my father, who has since passed away, the first words out of his mouth when we sat behind the wheel of the car was, anything ever happened to you in this car or a company car, the first person you call is David Gordon. So I'm not worried about my family's insurance or my business's insurance. I'm worried about my personal feelings there. And so understanding that was obviously a challenge. Um, but the second thing that I would say to people is I am so lucky and so privileged that when I came into the business, my father was focused on legacy. And I know you guys touched on that, and we can obviously dig into that further if you'd like. But when you're dealing with a parent who's willing to put ego aside, obviously, I had to learn, as you mentioned. Obviously, there were processes that they had in place. But when you're dealing with a parent who's in a service business, and my mother is the same way, and I don't want to gloss over the fact that my mother's still here because she really runs the show. But the fact that we spent a significant amount of time having the conversations made it possible that our business has continued to thrive even without him, as hard as that is. So, so I think that the most important thing that people can do is put that ego aside a little bit and say, okay, what do we have to do to make this happen? And obviously, I'll also as the kid, how can you prove that so that they can kind of see that success going forward? Mm, so cool. you said your father, you were, you were super lucky that your dad was always focused on legacy, the culture and the, let me ask, let me, let me say this, let me say this, this Wednesday, we're having a management meeting, I protect insurance and we're going to get right with the Lord on this. The reason, and I'm going to hold the book up right here. 
I brought it with me today. The book is entitled The New Gold Standard. It talks about the Ritz-Carlton and how they have defined their principles of who they are and what they're about. And we're having a meeting this Wednesday to talk about who we are, who we are, what are, what we stand for. What do you feel like from a culture standpoint and a legacy standpoint, your dad, if you, if you could speak through him right now, what, what would he say to that? As far as who, who you guys are, what do you think he would say? The Gordon company. First of all, I, I want to get back to something that you opened the episode with. Okay. And that is, I am not, I am not Bradley. I'm not going to tell you which agency to buy or which agency not. Right. But I would hope that if that agency owner is listening right now, or if one day he hears that story about his gatekeeper not allowing you to set up a time to speak to him, that he would be as concerned or disappointed with that conversation as you are. I have to believe that. And if not, if meeting, obviously people have schedules and when you reach a certain level, you people you need people to to manage that for you. And that was her job. But there is not a person in the world, especially in the insurance industry, who doesn't have 15 minutes to talk to you. Right Now, it might not be right now or today, but there's no way that they can't make that happen. So the fact that someone could be put off from wanting to engage with that person, that's where the culture starts. And that's where our culture started. People were shocked that until, pro- I want to say a year or so ago, the first extension, when you reached the Gordon Companies, push one, David Gordon. Right. Two, Goldie Gordon. Right. Three, Aaron Gordon. Right. Usually businesses, it's backwards. In order to right. get to the CEO or to the president, you have to really dig into it. Now, that's just who he was. He, mm-hmm. we used to, my brother, he used to drive my brothers and I nuts. He would get anyone who wanted his cell phone number. Yeah. Anyone. I mean, so, like the lady at the checkout counter, that, and anyone at any client that we ever went to, it was like, oh, if you have any questions, here, call me. And then, so your, your cell phone's ringing. It's like, you know, Mary, who forgot that the copy contract is with someone else and called you about maintenance on it or something. You know what I mean? Like we didn't so, do copiers. So, so you just hit a sore spot with me because I have literally spent the last two weeks of my life that I can't get back redesigning our phone system at iProtect Insurance so that a human being answers the phone, number one, and that you can get who to who you need to get to. Everybody's extension Somebody answers, they can transfer. If that person doesn't answer, it goes to that person that you want to talk to's voicemail. I've spent the last two weeks of my life redesigning our phone system to make it exactly what you just mentioned. And I think that's that's a big part of culture, right? Can I can I ask you a question? Go ahead. And I want and I want to ask Bradley the same question because because I know that we all the three of us actually have different views on this. Hundred percent. But but in the end of the day, if there is someone who really feels that they need to speak to you, the president of iProtect, Bradley, the the CEO of, of Portal. You might not you might not be able to help them execute that task, and you probably shouldn't. But we have to build into our workflows and into our employees' understanding that if for some reason Mary, who has the leak, feels that Bradley Scott or Aaron or my father, he should rest in peace, or my mother is the person to have them just yell at for ten minutes. There has to be a time for that. That doesn't mean it's right now. And that doesn't mean that that's the most efficient way that they should, because in the end of the day, they should probably speak to their the claims rep or the person in the agency. And, and if the people under you see that and see that you're willing to take those calls, you know, there's a great story about Mark Cuban. You know about the day after he bought the uh, uh, bought the Dallas Mavericks? Do you guys know this one? Bradley, you don't know this one? Mm-mm. The no. day after he brought the Dallas Mavericks, he told them to move his desk 
from the previous owner's office to the middle of the sales floor. And he told, and he had a staff meeting and he told the salespeople, I want a list of every single person that has either non-renewed or canceled their season ticket subscription in the last five years. And he was going to call them personally. And he sat down and started calling them and said, Hey, my name is Mark Cuban. I'm the new owner of the Dallas Mavericks. I know that in the last five years, you've been a, you've been a fan of the Dallas Mavericks. And did you know that now we can, that tickets are less than take your family out to the movies? We'd love for you to join us and, and experience the new energy of the Dallas Mavericks. So I'm going to say this, okay? Bradley comes out in the parking lot this morning when I pulled up to say hi to me, shake hands. Client calls my cell phone, wanting to talk about a roof claim. And I said, Bradley, before we hug and kiss, I got to take this phone call. But I'm going to say this. I think that one of the, the ways, and, and I'm going to say it almost as a positive, not a negative. I think one of the ways Bradley and I are probably the most different is I today – and it's a, it, in a lot of ways, it's a positive for him, not a negative. I think as my career in insurance has evolved over however many years, 15 years, whatever it is now, I still find myself spending a lot of time making those phone calls, those types of calls. I've been making a lot of those same calls you just talked about with some things that have happened in our agency. I've made probably 100 calls in the last three weeks about you know, here's where we were, here's where we are, we want to earn your business back. The same phone calls Mark Cuban was making, right? I think clients now, to this day, if they have an issue, I'm the goalie, I'm the last line of defense, they need to get in touch with me, I give all my people permission to give them my cell phone, they dial one after hours for an after hours claim, that comes to my cell phone, I answer I answered a call at 10.30 p.m. on Christmas Eve, December 24th of this year, this this uh, 2023 year. Somebody had a towing claim, and they were standing out in nine-degree weather in Athens, Alabama. They'd gotten drunk at a birth, at a Christmas party and uh, ran over a curb and blew their tire out. It was like an 80-year-old woman. So I had to call a tow, towing truck. 80-year-old woman got drunk? That's a, I want to be at her holiday party. Well, she, sounded, she sounded like she was. I don't know. I'd have to look and see. Can we fly her in for this year's holiday party at Portal? Sure. Why not? But I think that's one of the areas where Bradley and I are the most different. I don't think Bradley deals with clients. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm saying it almost as a positive. I agree with you. But what I'm saying on that is the the next day, if Mark Cuban never made another phone call, uh everybody who was sitting on that sales floor. And what I wanted to get to about my father is my father, if there's one thing that he pounded the desk and yelled at me about day in and day out, which. I used to argue back, but he was right 100%, is that you have to know how to do everything in your agency even if you don't do it. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning, right? It'd and be so, dangerous and, enough in every category. Or or at least yeah. if, if, if God forbid, you know, COVID happens and nobody could get into your office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you're the only person that can be there for two days because there's powers out or whatever. You have to at least be able to keep the place floating. That doesn't mean that yeah. you have to do it. And I agree with you. I think that Bradley does a better job than you or I at this. Well, it's 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 your ability to scale is always going to be hindered if you are that last line of defense and customers are still calling you about certain things. It's hard to scale to a hundred million dollar business if you're still mm-hmm. taking that. That's why I said it as a positive, yeah. not a negative. It's a it's right. a, it's a balance. You know, two two things to say. One, uh, we had somebody sleep at the office at the portal party last year, so we don't need any more. We don't need yeah, any more. And, and actually, he had not, he he was not drinking. Uh, 
but uh, we don't need it to be any more lit than it already is. Um, yeah, but come on, the eighty-year-old lady who ran the curb last yeah, year. Yeah. You know what, Scott? How about this, Bradley? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot. I hope it's okay. Okay. Um, Scott, since you can't probably give her the gift because it might be a rebating issue, please call this lady and tell her that Bradley and I will split paying for her Uber home for her from her holiday party this there year. We go. A there gift we go. from us. Uh, that actually would be a cool client gift. Send a bunch of Uber coupons out to customers well, and say, Hey, just so you don't, you know, whatever, yeah. but, but better than that, my claims manager's husband owns a really big, uh, towing company. Why not offer all my clients a free tow home from their holiday Christmas party within 15 you miles just, or something. You just reminded me of the best marketing idea I ever got. Mm. And I told this to a guy at a conference I was at. And, uh, he was like, oh my God, he's like, I'm, I'm going to go back to my office and do that. All right. So, so you go, I almost did this one time, but it ended up falling apart at the last minute. You go to the local fire station. Okay. And oh, I hate where this is going. And you tell them, you say, Hey, we're going to run this special. Okay. And then you go to the best pizza place in the United States, Domino's pizza. Okay. God, or or a pizza place that delivers, God. and you pick a day, okay? Every night, or excuse me, every order you get that night that's a delivery order, mm -hmm. the fire truck is going to deliver it, okay? So on that fire truck are going to be fireman, insurance agent, and cameraman, okay? Okay. You pull into the person's driveway. Sirens going, lights flashing. Sure. Everybody comes out on the street to see what the problem is. Sure. Fireman walks up to the door with the pizza along with the insurance agent. Hey, uh, we're running a special tonight thanks to I Protect Insurance. If you let us test your smoke detectors and they all work, your pizza's free, paid for by I Protect Insurance. If it's not, here's your new battery. We'll fix it for you. Okay. Insurance okay, agent listen pays to this. for all this, and it's the best PR ever. Okay, listen to this. I'm 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 jumping right in here. You want to talk about my father and his legacy? You're in it. My father was the smoke detector guy. It would yeah. drive him nuts. You can ask my siblings; they will tell you it would drive him nuts. He would walk into someone's house for like a holiday get together, and the first thing he would do is walk through the house, especially the bedrooms, yeah, because it would drive him nuts that everyone puts their smoke detectors in the bedrooms, and it really should be in the hallway outside because if it gets to the bedroom, it's too late. So, um, one of my one of the members of my family had to have a very specialized uh, medical procedure. And in New York, there are some doctors that don't take insurance. Hmm. And my father was with that member of my family. And uh, I'm, I'm changing the details a little bit just because I don't want them to be yeah, you know, sure, whatever. Sure. But, and he sees the bill on the way out. And my and the guys, my father almost hit the floor. Like, you know, the fact that this guy would be paying X on a credit card for a medical procedure. And uh, he says to the guy, this is outrageous. And my father says, is that a smoke detector wire hanging down in your office? How come there's no smoke detector? And I said, yeah, it just kept going off and I, I never replaced it. So my father says to him, ah, that's dangerous. My, my family members in your practice, your people in the practice, he says, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. My father said, how about this? I'm going to come back here in one week. You know, I'm good for the money. If that smoke detector is not changed, you wipe the bill. Mm. A week later, my father waltzes in, walks right in. The guy goes, oh no. Looks up at the thing, wipe the bill. I love that. Tens story. of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Damn. How um, very New York of him. I, I want to. And by the way, they became our client. And by the way, they became our client. Hey, by, by the way, I want to hear Bradley's response to this. We never got, we never got to your, yeah, yeah, yeah. your response it, to my comment related to 
might be how we're yeah. the most different. Is the uh the the fire story the 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 fire truck that is that not a great idea? I think it's a great I idea. See that would go great in New York City. Yeah, you could great. do it in New York, in New York but I could see you pulling up somebody's house in Pine Ridge with the Santa hat on. Well, you know. I think it's why a don't great you buy idea, a fire truck? I, but why don't you brand the fire truck? Go. Buy one there yourself. You there but you but but here's where they're the expensive. Problem with the fire truck situation is just how like many things could go wrong with that. Like For you're sure. out delivering For pizzas, sure. and all of a sudden a real fire breaks out, and then I'm on the six o'clock news because yeah. somebody's house burns down because we're delivering pizza it, to people's houses instead of going to fight a fire it's a very uh it's a very small town thing it is that, yeah, that, it that's be. the kind of thing that yeah. works with like a volunteer fire department in a small town you couldn't do that in a big city right. with a bunch of regulations but so so yeah i think i think it's a balance between like so like, so like here's the thing like any any angry customer or anybody that's upset or anybody that wants to talk to me in my office all they have to do is ask yeah. hey can i talk to bradley and and they'll talk to me yeah, and I happen to That's know how many times I happen to know how many times that happened last year. It happened forty nine times. Mm. I, I, why I took, why, why I took, do you know that? Because I, I looked it up the other day. I took forty nine calls from customers last year on Lightspeed Voice. Okay, okay. So, I think, I think Scott, the, I took forty nine last week. I think the, I think the trick is. So I showed that when I spoke. I spoke at a conference two weeks ago in Chicago and. I had a big slide up with the number 49. I said, anybody want to guess what that is? And then I showed them the actual light speed voice thing. Um, I think it's a balance of empowering your team to handle those problems while also still being willing to grab some. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a matter of finding that balance. And I don't know if there's one right or wrong way. I'm probably too extreme to the other way. And I think you may be a little bit too extreme this way. You know what I mean? That's um, what I'm saying. Meaning, like, my father never had a login for yeah. our AMS because we were just nervous that he would push something yeah. and the whole thing would blow up. But, like, yeah. if your staff, Scott, your question was about creating culture. If your staff knows that you're willing to get right. in the trenches. Right. Well, and when you said you know? that, Aaron, earlier, I said, you know, it's probably a good time for me to remind my team of that because I try to remind them. Yeah, about 100%. Awesome. Anybody who calls. Now, again, it has to fit into your schedule. But the fact that that lady, how is it possible that this guy didn't have 15 minutes to set up a call with you in the next two weeks? You, we all know no agents that have $100 million. He, he did call me back, by the way, about a week later. How did that call go? I, I don't know. I haven't called him back. <laughs> it's, still on my, it's still on my, I can play it for you. It's on my voicemail. Well, So was this recently? Oh, this was two weeks ago. Oh, okay. He called me back about uh, six, six, seven days later, and I've been busy, and I had not time to call him back. But Hey, by the way, can I ask you guys a question? We're all friends with Carrie Wallace here. Can I yeah. ask you a question? Mm -hmm. We, You know, we talk about agency evaluations. Have you ever thought about, Bradley, I'm sure you've done this, but if not, let me know your thoughts on this. Have you guys ever thought about doing like a, a dummy customer run as part of the acquisition process? Like test the existing staff to to figure out kind of how I can't, I can't even get past the gatekeeper. How the hell am I going to do that? You mean no, like but that's a, what I'm saying. But that's the like, point I'm like, making. Like mystery shop? Yeah, but like mystery. But, but then yeah. if the mystery shop via whatever, whatever checklist or mm -hmm. matrix carry whoever has it there. Yeah. Like that, that could then impact your For valuation sure. score because then the acquirer realizes that they have that much more to do to write the ship. Hey guys, it's Bradley. Look, are you tired of spending endless hours searching for potential business prospects? Look no further. With Leo, you can gain access to a whopping 40 million businesses. That's 40 million prospects in just seconds. 
Say goodbye to painstaking searches and hello to efficiency. You guys know I'm all about efficiency. Leo just isn't about speed, though. It's about accuracy, too. With Leo's cutting-edge tools, you can validate new producers faster than ever before. No more wasted time on unreliable data. Leo's got you covered. But that's not all. Leo empowers you to carve your own niche market using unparalleled data insights. Want to target specific dates for workers' comp? Done. Need to identify brokers or carriers to focus on? Leo has your back. And here's the icing on the cake, guys. Leo lets you search prospects based on size, revenue, dates, violations, and more. The possibilities are literally endless. Step into a world of business possibilities with Leo. Revolutionize the way you connect, target, prospect, and succeed. Don't miss out. Join the Leo community today. Go to meetleo.com, and when you go to book a demo or reach out to them, put in the how did you hear about us field that you heard about them on the Insurance Guys podcast or IGP for short. You'll get 20% off. Talk to the folks at Leo. Highly recommend them. Thanks, guys. Well, hello there. Guys, excuse me for interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast, but I'm here today to get you out of aggregator and cluster jail. This may be the most important message I've ever delivered on the Insurance Guys podcast. Guys, are you a member of a cluster or an aggregator? Does your contract have exit fees, termination payments, buyback provisions? It's time to get your freedom back and do what we did here at iProtect Insurance. Join the AC, the future of aggregators in our industry. Best decision we've ever made, guys. Best decision we've ever made. No entry fees, small $200 a month membership fee, over 50-plus carriers for direct appointments. And by the way, new ones coming on board each and every month. You keep 100% of your commissions, profit sharing every year. Guys, we have made in the last two years, each year, our agency has made over $100,000 in profit sharing. Here's the best part, guys. And this is the part I'm the most passionate about. No termination or exit fees. You give the AC 60 days notice and you're free. You go get direct appointments wherever you want. There's no buyback provisions, no exit clauses. Guys, if you're a member of another aggregator, and you have termination fees, buyback provisions, exit clauses, every single policy you write, you're digging that hole just a little bit deeper. And one day you're not going to be able to get out of it. It's going to be too much. You're going to be taking out a second mortgage on your home to try to get out of a cluster group. Unbelievable. Guys, go to acfree.org. That's acfree.org and register. Find out why over 650 agencies and $3 billion in premium have chosen the AC. And guys, here's the best part. But wait, there's more. Mention the Insurance Guys podcast when you talk to these guys and you get six months. That's six months of no membership fee just by mentioning the Insurance Guys podcast. Go today, www.ac free.org and let me help you get your freedom back. Have a great day. Aaron, question. Do you have a credo or a mission statement for your agency? Yes, sir. Would you like Go. to know what it is? Go. Do well by doing good. Mm. That's it. Mm. Title of okay. episode. Okay. Okay. 
the more good you do, the better you will do, i.e. the more well. It's very simple. Question. Next question. Do you have an employee promise that is put out there to the world for your... That, that's a good question. I think that our... And, and I, I think I think what I mean by that is an employee or a, a, a agency promise to your customers. Mm. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do that in insurance. Yeah, but I think that what, what, what I think people realize is that we will always be available. Yeah. And that that doesn't mean Aaron Gordon will always be available. You guys both know that I'm a practicing Orthodox Jew, proud of it. That means I'm offline some days and that's totally fine. But we will be available and we will and that's and by the way, the other thing culturally that kind of happens over time, which I'm which I feel very lucky, is that we have very little employee turnover. Mm. And so what that means is the client relationships, you get to a point where these people don't these people even forget. These people for yeah. 30 years, they've been dealing with Alice. They have, they don't care about Aaron. Right. Right. And that's a good thing. I'm not, I, I would rather them say I'm happy with this person and you know, I've never had a problem. I think the promise guarantee thing gets, gets kind of tricky with insurance. Like Aaron and I are both big Alex from guys. Um, I will point out, I wore the flannel before Alex, but uh, you know, he talks about in his, in his, his first book, you know, having a guarantee that helps you sell. If you mm -hmm. have a, you know, whether it's a money back guarantee mm -hmm. or something like that. And obviously can't you can't do, do a money back guarantee. You know, Mike Stromso talks about the guarantee too in his book. And I remember reading that years ago and and, th and his guarantee was some form of, Hey, if you're ever unhappy, just call me, tell me, well, you can cancel. We'll send you back all the unearned premium. But the problem I have with that is ENS I mean, sixty percent of our book is twenty five percent earned. So, mm -hmm. how, and then you have to explain what unearned premium is. Yeah, it, but that gets it's it's I don't I don't love that. You know what I mean? So, what about the promise that will always be there, will always be available, and more importantly, we will ex we will explain and go through any questions that you have about your coverage or someone else's offering until you are satisfied with the explanation. That you, you may leave, yeah. you may leave, but we will. We are. I'm willing to commit. And you're going to tell me I'm crazy and the, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the acronym for the time spent for whatever the, not, not, not the, not the ROI, but like the demarcations for client performance. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But like, that's our the promise. Break even point. That, like, that's our promise. We, I will lose money on any client who wants me to explain things to them. Yeah. Talk a little bit about when, when's the podcast launching? Um, I'm hoping sometime November, December ish. Let's talk about the podcast. So what I've learned is I think that every person that we meet has a story. And I think that every person's story to success is unique. And even the people who you think have had the easiest time. I was thinking a lot about this because I, I heard a recent podcast episode with the therapist or a guy who claimed to be one of the therapists of Prince Harry. Hmm. And you just think about, and he was talking about how, you know, obviously everyone has seen his struggles, but one would think the guy has it all easy. And every single person has a, uh, a story and that story has led me to ending every single social media post on every single platform and most of my comments with the hashtag keep hustling and what that means is whatever you're going through positive or negative just keep hustling through it and you'll see success success may look differently than you think it should or that it will but you will see success if you just keep hustling through it and if you build the foundations that allow you to push through it. And that's what I saw with my father, he should rest in peace, who started as a messenger in the insurance industry and built an agency over 55 years. I've seen it with my mother, she should live and be well, 
who started, you know, we talk about EPLI claims. Like imagine being a woman who started at the bottom in the insurance industry in the seventies. You don't want that. We got to so, get her on the podcast. Yeah. So, so keep hustling means it, it's not super, it's not just insurance focused, but professionally and personally, the people that can hustle through and how, but I'm really focused on. And the tagline is getting past the why to the how everybody focuses on their why, but I want to know in that deepest in that darkest moment where you thought it was the darkest, how did you hustle through it so that others can be inspired by that? So that's, I mean, that's perfect. I love that I so much. I can't wait to listen to Scott's. Yeah. Oh man. So, so Aaron, the accounts that your father worked on for so many years and had, I mean, these incredible experiences with these people and, and relationships and, you know, moments in time with them that were meant really so much for those relationships. Are you taking up the stand as the standard bearer on those now and running with them? Are you, are you basically have those accounts now, most of them been transferred over to you to continue to, to walk down that road with those clients? So I want to, if it's okay, I just, I'm just going to correct you on one piece there. And that right. is that I have no intention of replacing the relationship that they had with my father because it's impossible. Yeah. Not my, I probably said that incorrectly. I'm yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? I, but, but I think that that's an important nuance. And that is that I can't be someone who I'm not, but what I can say is in my own way, I'm going to promise to deliver in the same way that he did. Sure. And as I said, and anybody who's listening to this episode, if there's anything that I'm passionate about and please, please reach out to me. And this is not ego. Uh, I, we have, I've, we have a friend in this industry that, you know, is, is in a transition right now and things didn't go quite as planned because they just didn't have the conversations that they should have and things weren't concretized in the right way. And I think that it's so easy to make that happen in any industry, in any family business, that the conversations that my father had over the last five years, by the way, very important. You said taking over those accounts. First two or three years I was in the industry, I was never allowed to talk to a client mm -hmm. except if I was answering the phone because it got dropped down because other everyone else was busy. Right. Uh, can I please take a message, ma'am, or please hold on. I'll get you to the person who needs. But after those five or six years, he introduced me as he used to call me um, his son and heir, which obviously meant a lot to me. But uh, if you are if you are upfront about that, saying we believe that this is a family business, we believe in our service promise, and our service promise to do well by doing good is greatly enhanced. If you're willing to work with my son or my deputy or, or my assistant or whoever that is that's going to take over, that's better for you. And the greatest testament to that, and really, I believe the greatest gift that he gave us is. Um, I, I mean, it's hard to believe that we're six months later and, uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but I don't, you guys obviously didn't know this, but my father's birthday would have been tomorrow. Um, and so that the, your children or the successors reap the benefits of that when you're gone in a way that, you, that I don't even think he realized. I don't think he realized that not a single person would jump ship. Not one person would jump ship when they heard that he was gone, not because their nephews in the insurance business. Now. Those things may evolve over time, but not one person said, I was waiting for this and I, I, that, I couldn't break that 40 year relationship, but now I'm out the door. But, yeah. I, but however you say it, how, I mean, we can tomato, tomato, your responsibility is still to continue that relationship. hundred percent. You know, it's just, you, you have to do it in the way you do it. You know what the biggest challenge for me right now is What's there's up? nobody that I can walk into and say, I messed up. I mean, my mother's here, but he was one you're, of the things that he was that so good now. at. Yeah, Here that's what I'm saying. Meaning before it was, I can manage the relationship, but if something, if I said something a little bit wrong and the guy got like a little ticked off on the phone, I could go to my dad and say, Hey, can you call Bill? Like, right. I'm not sure that went as well as right. we wanted, 
now it's like, oh, I think Bill is pissed. And my mom, yeah. you know, obviously she's she's amazing. But like, again, some of those relationships were his for 40 years. So right. can't really. So, so last question, and we're going to let you go. What are some of the small incremental baby step changes that you're trying to kind of implement and get going that before his passing was just kind of a no-go right now? but maybe some things that you're doing or thinking about doing that are a little more, I guess, progressive in nature than maybe how it was done in the past. Sure. So there's, it really boils down to two areas. First and foremost, really verbalizing and vocalizing, empowering our staff to cross sell, to market, to automate, to do things like that, where it's, I don't believe that people will not do business with us because they end up speaking to someone else. And uh, the second is marketing. My father was, I used to say humble to a fault. He just, he didn't ever want, like he wasn't an outward person. He felt that the best business that came in, which by the way is true. When you get a good referral, that's the best marketing. 100%. But reminding clients of what we do, doing some outward, you know, some outreach, starting a podcast, getting the story out there, doing some, uh, you know, I've been active on social media the last couple of years, which, you know, he just found comical. But, you know, then I sold in, a, I sold one policy off of Twitter and then he immediately asked me what the revenue was and I realized that I still hadn't, not the marketing budget, but whatever. That's that's semantics. <laughs> but it was like, you know, I think that it's those things of realizing that like I one of the things that I'm super passionate about, especially since his passing, is that his story and our story and my mother's story needs to be out there to more people. Mm, and he was just he was totally he was okay having his few employees in his little office. He never took the corner office. That was one of his shtick. He always had the biggest office, but it wasn't the corner. Uh, my mother always had got the corner office and like that story and the amazing things that he did. People love that. And nowadays people are, people are craving that oh, service that I have to believe that it'll help bring us revenue, but also it'll help me get through this difficult time. I think you just said something that really resonated with me that I believe is that in the times that we're in now with everything having moved so technology oriented, so instant gratification type scenario people are starved for somebody to kind of get back to that old school person answers the phone uh, person does what they says they're going to do i got somebody i can call if i need something i can pick up the phone i think there are a lot of people who are starved to go back to you know more of the center of that it's almost like i almost feel like we've gotten too technologically advanced and a lot of people kind of have that desire to get back to holy shit i just called and scott howell actually answered his mm -hmm. damn phone well imagine this think about from a content perspective um all right let's fast forward a little bit you you are now david gordon you know you're you've got a son that's taken over the business and unfortunately you pass away Aaron. how cool is it going to be for your kids and grandkids to go back and look at that content of you building that company how how freaking awesome would it be right now if you had content, you could go back and walk of your dad building Gordon companies, right? Bradley, I love you and I hate you. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, Bradley. Yeah. But the first conversation we ever had was about a podcast. Mm -hmm. Scott, I know it's hard for you to believe. There was a time I was starstruck by Bradley. And uh, it was I was in my car and I told you I wanted to do something with my father because I thought his story would be amazing. And do you remember what you said? I don't. You said that you should start a podcast called the way it's always been mm -hmm. and talk about his perspective, take 50 questions or a hundred questions each week, answer a question, talk about his perspective, the way he's always done it and the way that I would see us doing it. And you said, won't that be amazing to have 
if you never air it for yourself or for your children. And I didn't do it. I had forgot about that. But he didn't want to do it either, though. It's true. I'm, but I'm it's, just saying. It's not you. Don't put all that on your shoulders. I know. He didn't want to do it. I, what I'm saying is, you know, there are those things. I mean, listen, I think that one of the amazing things about what we have today is that, you know, the fact that everything's being recorded, people run from that. And you're right. Yeah. Our kids will be able to, like, gosh, there's so, there's so much. Like, wouldn't it have been awesome to see when he closed? Like, I would have loved to ask him. We can pull the curtain back way far to close the episode here. How much do you think he bought our agency for? $40,000. Two installments of $16,263. I could buy one for that. Now, now I would have loved to say the day that board meeting ends and it's and the sales approved, I would love to have been in the car with him on the way home and be like, when he's like, how am I ever going to pay for this? I have, I have no, you know what I mean? What do you think? What do you, what do you think his attitude was? I think his attitude was the buck stops with me, man. And I can, yeah. if, if I have to, if I have to sit in my basement and do all the service work at night and sell, I know that in the end of the day, the buck's going to stop with me and I'm going to make these payments Yeah, and, and grow something. So I wonder if he was scared. That's what I'm saying. I feel, yeah. You know, young father, but it's just like, you know, it's nice when you see the end story. Yeah, right. Hey, I got to shut this thing down, but I'm going to say one, th I'm going to say two things to you, Aaron Gordon. Number one, I'm going to say this, regardless of what y'all did or didn't do, and this speaks to what you and Bradley were just talking about, how many people in your family probably watched that IGP episode, that last 15 minutes? Every single and, one. And probably got, a probably got a tear in their eye. Oh, yeah. Watching it. And I, we, we actually owe you a huge debt of gratitude. Thank you for that, because no, I've no, actually no. cut that clip. And uh, sent it to my, it's saved on everyone's phones and things like that. So. Well, you know, they'll watch that, you know, your, your kids will watch that one day, you know, your kids will watch that. And I'm very proud of that. The second thing I'm going to say to you, your dad would be very proud of you and you need to know that. And I, t I called you one day a month ago and you answered, it was nine o'clock in the morning, my time, eight 30. Hey, what's going on? I said, I, I just want you to know something, babe. Yeah. Your dad's very proud of you. And I hung the phone up. And Thank I'll you. say it again today. I know he's very proud of you and uh, he is looking down on you smiling today and uh, we love you very much. And there is no part of me in my body that doesn't think that you're not going to be super successful. Thank you. Can I, can I just close with one message to every single insurance agent that's listening to this? Please. If you don't think that the insurance industry is the greatest industry in the world, then you've never gone through a hard time and gotten the text messages and the voicemails and the Facebook messages that I got. I, I know it was one of you. And at the time, I didn't say thank you. So I'm going to say it now publicly on the air, and you better not edit this out. I know one of you let the secret out that my father was in the hospital. I know which one of you it was, and I've never said thank you. So I want to say thank you because the messages that I got in that time of crisis of just people who were willing to fly to New York in April and put their businesses aside and answer my phones, even though I didn't need it. If you think there's a better industry in the world and you're thinking about leaving this industry, don't because the army that you have behind you being an independent insurance agent is unlike any in the world. So thank you guys. Not a better way to end than that. That's about all I got to say about that. Guys, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out into the big, bad world, build relationships, not only with your customers, not only with your prospects, not only with the people in your community, but build relationships with these other insurance agents that are out there. They can help you. They can help you in good times and they can help you in bad. Go write good business for your kids and your wife and your husband, parents that are struggling out there, your in-laws that are struggling out there. Go write good business for them. Figure out what your North Star is. Communicate that to your people. Like I said, we're going to have a damn, we're, we're going to get right with the Lord Wednesday at I Protect Insurance. We're going to find out. 
who's who's where and who's what and what's what and who we're going to go after, what kind of client, what we're about. And uh, I think every agency has has a responsibility. Every agency owner has a responsibility to sit down with their staff. And if you, if you, you know the thing I tell my people all the time, I guess it's our mission statement, credo, whatever you want to say it. We're going to do the right thing, no matter what the right thing is. And I tell my people that every Wednesday on our staff call, we're going to do the right thing, no matter what the right thing is. That's what we're going to do. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Love you too, man. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron Gordon. I love you so much. Love you guys. Anything you need, I'm a phone call away. Thank you. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family. We'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.